Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 90. Wow, can't believe it hit 90 minutes of Season 4 of Move Your Own Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com with Harry and Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again to finish off this week is Dana Nachman, award-winning uh, director, producer, and uh, uh, she can do everything on the set, whatever you need. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the show, Dana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for once again finding time to, to join us. You know, for in your very busy schedule. So I'm I'm very happy about that. Minute ninety begins with Harry working his way over to Sally and ends with Harry trying to explain why he's there. So yesterday we ended things with Harry finally showing up at the Tyler's party. And you know, he walks into the ballroom, walks up the steps, and Sally spots him. She somewhat ignores him. He spots her and starts making his way over to Sally. And that, that's where we're picking things up today. You know, we get to see Harry walking towards her. And she she puts on a very defensive expression on her face when she sees him coming up. It's as if she's like, I, I think she's saying to herself, all right, what is he going to try to say here to, you know, to, to redeem himself at this point? That that's my interpretation of it. What what do you what do you think her expression is saying? Yeah, I think she is like guarding herself. You know, like she's she's like I'm not going to fall for this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like maybe she's expecting some sort of apology or an explanation from him or or something like that. Yes, she's she's not having it. Right. Exactly. And he makes his way through the crowd, and he walks over to her, and he says, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and the thing is, I love you. What? I love you. How do you expect me to respond to this? How about you love me too? Now, that's pretty facetious that he's expecting her to be able to say something like that at this point. You know, that's, that's being very straightforward. Yeah, I mean, I think he's had this re- realization, um, you know, while he's walking, that they love each other and he's like explaining it to her is he man- mansplaining maybe <laughs> it could be that's the thing like he, i think i think he is you know he, he came to the realization that he really loves her but he he's not taking into consideration that he basically burnt his bridges a few you know uh, a few months ago right you know and that's the thing so like for him to automatically say that her response should be you know that that i love you too so I, I don't know. I like That's, her. Uh, um, I like her comment. How do you expect me to respond to this? I think it's such a good. No, first she says. She says no. Her first response is even better. It goes, "How about I'm leaving?" Yep. <laughs> and then he says, "Her doesn't what I say mean anything to you?" And then she begins a a, a, a monologue. And she says, "I'm sorry, Harry. I know it's New Year's Eve." And I love how while she's talking, you can start hearing the countdown behind them. Yeah. So we know that it's basically taken him two minutes to get there. You know, and Sally wasn't leaving two minutes before midnight. She was actually leaving seconds before midnight. Right. You know, and she says, I know you're feeling lonely, but you just can't show up here. Tell me you love me and expect to make everything all right. It doesn't work this way. And then he says, well, how does it work? I don't know, but not this way. How about this way? And he goes, I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose. And and he like uses his he uses his hand to, to explain the crinkle that she has above her nose when you're looking at me when like I'm nuts. 
which she's doing right now also, obviously. Um, I love that after I spend the day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely. And it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here. And then he actually gets cut off. You know, well, people have to come back, you know, uh, the beginning of next week to actually hear what the rest of what he's going to say here. But, you know, I, I, I think that, do, do you think he's convincing enough with what he's saying? I do. Because it's not just, um, you know, he's using from the well of knowledge he has from all these years. So I, I do. Right. Um, she, she doesn't look like she's convinced at this point. You know, maybe by Monday she'll be convinced. <laughs> yeah. You know, but as of now, she she isn't she doesn't seem that convinced. Right. You know, she seems, you know, I, I, I like the fact that she thinks that he's there just because he's feeling lonely. But it's. Uh, it's more than him feeling lonely that he's alone. Right. It's that he's feeling lonely because he's not with her. That's the difference. You know, it's not, it's not as if, you know, right. he could just go out with somebody else yeah. and then he's not lonely anymore. He's that's missing cute. this great friendship that he had with, with Sally. You know, and I mean, obviously that's what most people are seeking for with a, a real relationship. You're basically looking for your best friend. You're looking for somebody that you that you can right. Right. enjoy spending all this time with. You know, you don't want it to be someone that you can, that you're only going to spend a little bit of time with, and then you're going to hang out with other people or whatever it is. You know, the, I guess the goal is, is that it's the person that you want to spend the most time with. Right. You know, and, and it's nice that he's able to actually, you know, describe why, you know, he's had this, this run throughout New York, you know, he did this marathon in New York and was able to try and figure out, okay. <laughs> uh, with with Sally, these are the things that I love about her, and these are this is why, you know, I I know her so well that I want to keep spending time with her. You know that type of thing. He exaggerates a little bit about the sandwich. How it takes her an hour and a half to order a sandwich. You know, I, I like I like the exaggeration about that because 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 we can actually understand that also. I mean, and the movie has shown us was it three or four times when she's ordering things that she's doing that. You know, the, the, to me, the best one is, is the silent one, you know, where we see the two of them through the window, uh, during one of the montages when they're, they're hanging out and they're, they're in a Chinese restaurant and, and you see her talking and talking and talking to the waiter and the waiter looks at Harry for, for help. And Harry just, you know, shrugs his shoulders saying, it's your problem, not mine. You know, this is the way that she, she does it. This is how she orders and stuff like that. So I, I, I find it really funny that he says, you know, that, that, that I love how, how you get cold when it's 71 degrees, you know, that that's like a, a perfect, uh, you know, it, it really shows how well he knows her when it comes to that. Okay. So I actually checked, I wanted to see what are the average temperatures in New York for the entire year. Okay. Like each, each month, what is the, the average for the temperature? Okay, so which month do you think is the coldest in New York? Um, January or February. Okay, so it's January. January yeah. is is generally forty degree forty. It's a forty degree high and a twenty nine degree low. Mm hmm. And and which do you think is the is is the hottest month of this of in New York? Maybe August. Nope, July. July. Um. And July actually goes up to 84 degrees, between 84 and 71. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, what I found really funny is, is there's actually a month here that 
it is 71 degrees is the high mm. for the average. Okay. And that's May. <laughs> huh. It would have been funnier. It would have been funnier if this, this scene was taking place in May, you know, right. that, that, you know, but, uh, nope, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Doesn't work. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I love the fact that he talks about her crinkling her nose. Yeah. They must have you added know. that when she came on. Um, you'll, you'll find out when we go through the script, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, do, do you know that, that, that like in body language, the crinkling of the nose is actually, um, it, it apparently says something. Oh, it's, it's to show surprise, uncertainty, uncertainty, or disgust at something. So in oh, other words, okay. she's just disgusted by Harry all the time. That's more or less what, right. <laughs> that's where it goes. I, I think it's more that she's surprised. You know, right. She she doesn't know where he's going with these type of things. Right. She is pretty funny. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, they, they had trouble. There were a lot of scenes that they had trouble filming because he was just cracking people up. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. And a lot of his a lot of his jokes actually made it into the final. You know, a lot of his ad lib jokes made it into the final cut because it just worked so well. Right. You know, the whole uh, oh. uh, Papikash thing where he was doing it in that voice, that was him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe that. You know, and, uh, you know, there's a certain point where you can actually see Meg Ryan look off, off screen to, to Rob Reiner asking what to do. And he's telling her, keep <laughs> going, keep going, play, go with it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. I, I, so I, I, I like the way that they did that. But what's funny is also, I mean, back to the to the to the temperature. So seventy one degrees is actually, you know, it's not cold for her for him to say that you get cold when at seventy one degrees. Yeah. You know, you you think that maybe he would say you get cold when you're in the fifties or whatever, but seventy one is is relatively, you know, it's it's warmish. Well, that's what he means that she's cold and nobody else is cold then. At seventy one, though, that's wow. Okay, yeah, that's why that's why it's worth discussing. I th- I thought that's how I took it. Okay, but it's not as if we see her walking around with like sweaters and and jackets and stuff like that. So right, yeah. Again, it, it I, I I agree. It's a it's a great piece of dialogue. There's no question about that because okay. it shows it's a, it's a it's, specific description. That's right. I was just about to say it's it's he's being very specific, which. Uh, which goes to show how well he knows her. Right. You know, and right, I think right. that is the, the point here. That's what they're trying to show. That Harry right. knows Sally really well. Now, it would have been great yeah. if at some point, and I mean, there's a little bit of a spoiler, but, you know, it would have been great if she were to actually at some point give a list of things that she loves about him. You know, so, right. so we could hear, you know, the same, like she wouldn't say to him, uh, you know, I love the fact that you read the last page of a book before before you know when you start it in order just in case you die before it ends you know things like that right. <laughs> you know typical right, like right. harry harryisms throughout the uh you know that of when he was talking about you know uh, 12 years ago so I, I i think that really really works well it would have been nice to, to see the other side and stuff like right that. yeah um, although she would have been weird i think because he had time to prepare this speech and she's caught off guard Right, so it would be hard to come up with that stuff on the fly, I think. That's true also. That's true. 
That's true. Yeah. But again, he was he was running, so he was probably he. It, I think what was going through his mind wasn't you know why do I love Sally? I think it was I hope I get there before midnight. You know, I think that, I think that was more more what was on his mind. Right. Right, right, right. You know, I don't think you were saying, okay, I'm going to see Sally. What am I going to say to her? And what are the things that I love about her? Let me just quickly make a list as I'm running and trying to catch a cab and, and the cabs aren't stopping and, you know, things like that. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Again, the, the script is pretty much the same. You know, the dialogue stays the same also. Uh, but there are a few discrepancies along the way. So it says, you know, after when Sally goes, how about I'm leaving? So it says, Sally turns and walks off, parting the crowd. Harry follows her like a terrier. Doesn't what I said mean anything to you? During the following, we hear the countdown to the New Year, after which everyone breaks into Happy New Year. Confetti flies. Everyone is kissing and breaking into Auld Lang Syne. Sally, what is it supposed to mean? I'm sorry, Harry. I know it's New Year's Eve, and I know you're feeling lonely, but you can't just show up here and tell me you love me and expect that to make it all right. I mean, what am I supposed to say? Great, Harry. You love me. This That settles everything. Now we can waltz off into the sunset together. It doesn't work this way. And then he says, well, how does it work? I don't know, but not this way. And then, then he, he starts his uh, conversation by saying, how about this way? I love how you get cold when it's 62 degrees out. I love the way your mouth turns down just a little bit right there. I love how it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I even loved when you used my sweater for a Kleenex. I love it. That after spending the day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. I love how you're the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. It took me 11 years to figure this out. So I, I think, I think uh, you know, the, the way that Harry, that, that Billy Crystal delivers it is much better than what's in, in the script. You know, it flows much better. We don't have the Kleenex. We don't need, you know, he doesn't need to say, I like how you use my sweater for a Kleenex. You know, it's like. It was funny that she did it, but it doesn't, you know, I, I think he brings up better things. And and I think you're right. I think it's it's funnier that he says 71 degrees instead of 62 degrees, you know, because it, it, it's even more implausible. And it shows more of how, how well he knows her and knows who he's talking to. So, yeah. No, I like the way that they did that. I do, yeah. too. Okay, great. So every Friday we have a segment called Weekend Romance, where my guests will give their top five uh, romantic comedies. So, uh, Dana, what, what have you got for us there? Let's let's see what you think are the best romantic comedies. Now, obviously, number one is going to be your upcoming rom com. So, you know, so so we're, we're gonna we'll we'll, go, we'll keep that at zero. That's above the one, you know, because because none of us have seen it yet. So okay, all right. Number five is Broadcast News. Ooh, great choice there. Number four is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Number three is Serendipity. I know you love that one. <laughs> <laughs> number two is You've Got Mail. And number five is When Harry Met Sally. I mean, sorry, number one. Great. That, that is a great list. And so this, this script that you're working on, without giving away too many details, yeah. which one of those is it the closest to? Oh. Um... Or is it not close to any of them because it's unique and it's very Dana Nachman-esque? <laughs> I mean, it's not that close to i'd say when harry met sally is the closest because it spans time um it ref it's about um a couple who reunite after um they were each other's first boyfriend girlfriend um about 25 years earlier oh wow yeah 
at a Cuban restaurant that is closed. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll have to put that <laughs> After meeting on J-Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, only... For anyone who um, didn't get only... that, listen, that means, for anyone who didn't get that joke, that means you weren't listening yesterday. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Only the guy is Jewish in in my... It's actually, the working title is Alt Ending. Mm, okay. Great. We will keep our, uh, we, we will, we will uh, wait for that to come out. Yeah. You're the first to ever hear about it. <laughs> well, well, now everyone's heard about it. I know. Everyone who listens to this show. Yeah. You know, again, I, it's not, you know, the same uh, number of people that, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> that one would expect, but uh, it's a start. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a small intimate group who can now know about alt ending. Nice. You know, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Great. All right. Uh, so, Dana, is there anything else you want to say about the the movie in general? About something about when Harry Met Sally? Something about rom-coms? I don't know. Um, rom-coms are my favorite genre. Um, so this is particularly fun for me. And then I was... More than documentaries? Um, <laughs> God, that's a tough one. You're putting me on spot. Um, I don't know. I just, I love the idea of like something you watch for um, just escape escapism and uh i mean i do love documentaries i love making documentaries. isn't that what all movies are for <laughs> yeah i mean document not i don't know i mean like did i watch tar because because i was trying to you know escape i don't know like sometimes you i don't know so no i, I watched um, tar because i wanted to watch all the oscar movies yeah know, exactly so that's yeah. that's why i watched tar yeah me too um you know, i've seen i've seen all of them I, I this year i got my all, except for the, the there are a few there are, i think four shorts that I wasn't able to, to find copies of. But other than that, I saw all of them. Oh my God, so. that's good. You're ahead of me. I'm in the middle of a lot of them right now. Um, but- um, Well, okay. as of recording, you have a few more days. I do have so. a few more days. And I think on Saturday, they're playing all the shorts at the movie theater. So I think I'm gonna go to all of them. It's like a three hour Ooh. block. Yeah, uh, if, I can, if I can make it. Um, but other than that, I just one thing I was really impressed with the last time I watched um, When Harry Met Sally for this, um, for this was I love how- they and you might know something about this because you read the script but they enter scenes halfway through the through um yes a lot mm -hmm. and i love that um i think it's so awesome and it really keeps we, we discussed that we did discuss that many times the fact that that you know we're picking up we're picking up a conversation in the middle it's not that. as if it's it's just starting right there and and i mean i mentioned this numerous times this was before seinfeld this was before the west wing and the type of conversations that they have here are very reminiscent. There, there are a lot of Seinfeld-esque, uh, you know, aspects of of this movie, right. or uh, vice versa. You know that that Seinfeld uses some of the ideas from this movie. You know, some of the the conversations sound like something that Seinfeld, you know, possibly, uh, you know, could have done himself. And the way that the conversations sometimes just flow feels very, very Sorkin-esque. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that says a lot for like casting, like how they casted these two and they were there's so much they were able to really play off each other. Um and so yeah. do you know from the script, like were they scripted like that or they actually just took like shot more and and then just took it in the middle? Do you know? No, well the, well the part of the the idea was is that Billy Crystal was very involved in the script. Mm -hmm. So you know it, it things were changed when you know they rob reiner knew he wanted to cast uh billy crystal in this role 
Right. This was his best friend. And he was, I mean, because I've mentioned this numerous times, Billy Crystal is not the first person that you would think of to, you know, have as a romantic lead in a romantic comedy. Uh-huh. No. You know, <laughs> when, when you're casting somebody, you know, I don't think uh, he's, he's the first person that you would say, oh, let's put, let's get Billy Crystal. Right. Right. You know, um, especially in 1989. Right. Because everything that he was known for beforehand was pure comedy. You know, not, not even, you know, there's, I, I think he's only in one other rom-com, uh, Forget Paris. Yeah. The only other rom-com that he plays one of the romantic leads. Yeah. And and so it's, the fact that he wasn't uh, typecast in that kind of role says something also. Right. I mean, I love Billy Crystal. Don't get me wrong. And, and I think he's amazing in this movie because of the fact that he's basically uh, cast against type here. Right. I think so. You know, this isn't what, what you would expect, especially since Meg Ryan is in most of her movies. You know, she plays this kind of role. Right. Yeah. No, agreed. So, yeah. So, so to answer your question, um, I, I think that Billy Crystal had a lot to do with many of the scenes when they were being scripted or when they were making changes along the way yeah. and stuff like that. So, so they, they basically tailored the role to Billy Crystal. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I think, um, I think that it was just so interesting. Like I, I often wondered, like, did they shoot more? around the edges of these scenes and then just uh, edit it down so that it looked like you were coming in the middle. I thought that was really cool. Um, no, because in, in yeah. the, the, the script in most of the places, exactly right. it, yeah. it is it is picking up from the middle of the conversation. Right, 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 right. You know, I think, I think one of the scenes where they do that the best is the double date. You know, when they have the camera roam around the table and you just pick up bits and pieces of their conversation, but they're continuing their conversation. Right. How scripted was the um, Pictionary scene? In the commentary, they mentioned that it was pretty much ad-libbed, but in the script that I have, most of the, the lines that they say are in there. Right. So the, the big question then is, is okay, they you know, did they rewrite it afterwards to, to, to you know, Probably. to change things when they were rehearsing that scene? Yeah. You okay. know, and stuff like that. But yeah. the funny thing is, it's it's not Pictionary. It's win, lose, or draw. Oh, okay. You know, I I made the mistake also. I thought it was Pictionary. Okay. You know, and then we actually, and then like in the the next minute, we see the box, and I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay. I guess it is win loser draw because yeah. in the script it says win loser draw. Okay, that's funny. But I didn't I didn't even know that they had a a home version of win loser draw at that point. Yeah, me neither. But uh, apparently they did. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. So. Dana, you want to once again tell people uh, how they can get in touch with you? Sure. My website is danaknockman.com. Um, and my Instagram is dana.knockman, I think. <laughs> I should check that every time, and I don't. Um, yeah, you keep saying I think. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not something apparently you use very often. I know. Well, I don't like, I, I don't know, but it, I don't think it's hard to find me on it. I don't think there's very many Dana Knockmans. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, on my um, website, I can, you can email me from there. All right. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe. Many podcatcher you might be using to listen to the show. And you can find me very simply by doing a quick search for Move Your Up Minute. You can find me on my website, moveyourupminute.com. You can find me on Twitter and you can find me on Facebook. So, Dana, thank you very much for, for finding the time to, to, to join us yesterday and today. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun talking to you about this. Uh, you know, I, I always love getting your insight into, uh, you know, 
things behind the scenes that you know I've I've never been on a set so you know oh you have to come <laughs> to one it's fun if you fly me in I'll come sure <laughs> or or come to Israel and then shoot a scene or two and I'll, I'll I'll be there okay you know I will I will make the time to 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 be there just just <laughs> let me know all right just tell me when and where Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, great. So I will be back on Monday with another guest. But until then, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.